And it is just after 1 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. That means it's time for Post to Post. Yeah, someone wasn't paying attention. We had an awkward segue into the show, but we're here. The other thing that I wasn't paying attention for was when you were talking with them, me not paying attention. Guess whose mic wasn't on? Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Because generally, if I'm doing an interview off the top of the show, I usually is not join taking in. part. Yes. But, but we this, have a wheeling warrior, and yes. it's... Uh, uh, Somebody who's been here before. Someone that I enjoy talking to. You know what? To. I didn't have to Google the address. I could no. probably just walk here with my eyes closed, and, mm-hmm. and that's a compliment. Yes. No, that's you guys good. do great work here. Thank you. I'm appreciative. Well, I'm sure most people in Prince George probably recognize that voice as being that of Terry McConaughey. Hi. Hello. Who is on a really quiet week this week? Yeah, nothing going on. No, nothing. nothing Things are relaxing. Yes. Uh, nothing. Just this uh-huh. little gig we call the Northern BC Home and Garden Show opens yep. at three o'clock on Friday after three years of uh, being parked. Yeah. Yes. So I can't believe it was three years without a home show, and um, it, it, it seems it's, it's curious how everything kind of slammed to a halt mm-hmm. and it was just as discombobulating now for for us as it is to like boom now we're just like off the blocks at yeah. right trying to remember how speed. you set everything up yeah so yeah. my question is how did you manage to squeeze in time when when alan said he had someone from the wheeland warriors i was thinking well maybe mike mcguire will be in or Gallo <laughs> or no i know uh, i am a wheeling warrior Yes. I, this is my first year. Oh, um, okay. I am. I am. Yeah, I'm terrified. Is is that why they sent excited. you? Send the first year person. I, I you know what? You yeah. always send the first year person out as the scout, right? Yeah. Send them out. Yeah, yeah, indeed. No, I am so grateful. Um, I I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have committed if it wasn't for the uh, just the sincere encouragement of Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's amazing. Yes. She's been the team captain uh, for more one. than 10 years now. Yep. They passed the 10-year anniversary. And uh, the Wheeling Warriors of the North is an incredible group of people. I went to a meeting just a couple weeks ago, and the room is full of some of the most amazing the energy in the room, yeah. that alone could take me from Cloverdale to Hope, right? without even having to, you know, put a yeah. foot on the pedal. We should mention that since this is a sports show and anyone yes. that's not familiar with the Wheeling Warriors might say, okay, well, why is this on a sports show? But yeah, it is a hundred percent. It's like training. Part. Yeah. We're like training for a marathon with bikes Yes, yeah. and it's 200 kilometers. Yeah. As I say, from Cloverdale all the way to Hope <laughs> at the end of August. Jeez. Right over a couple of days, yeah, and hundreds of riders, and um, the Wheeling Wars of the, it's called the Tour de Cure. Yes, mm-hmm. and I encourage ago, folks yeah. to to go online, read up about it. It is amazingly, uh, it's humbling and encouraging to read the different reasons why people um, train hard and 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 go pedal to the metal to mm-hmm. participate, and of course to raise money. I mean, we're here to raise money, yes. and another thing that intrigued me is, um, as a cancer survivor, is that all the money raised stays here in yes in in the north. So, is that was that your uh, was that the, everyone knows it's a worthy cause? Was your battle with cancer the last uh, little while? Was that what sort of got you a little more? Oh, yeah, more 100%. Yeah. I, I know you read some of the things, you know, like why I ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, see, I still have a hard time talking about it without crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I really do. Like, so sorry, forgive me. No, that's okay. It's just, I have a speed bump. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, um, and I don't want you to feel uncomfortable because I'm okay, right? It's just, and I, and I find that when people will ask me and tears will come mm-hmm. and I have to collect myself for a moment, it's not out of fear. It's just out of the momentous buckets of gratitude. Yeah. Well, the emotional just, roller coaster that you oh went through gosh. as well, right? And so why I ride is gratitude, gratitude, mm-hmm. gratitude, gratitude, and to honor the people who, um, hey, I'm, I am nothing special. I am not the first and I am not the last that will have the news that you have cancer. Yeah. Yes. Um, but luckily for me, there was a path forward to a cure. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm mindful of the people that that's not their path. Yeah. That's not the path they had the opportunity to take. So speaking of paths, how did, uh, how did you make the connection with Wheeland Warriors of the North? You would have been aware of them. I was aware of it. I was aware of it. And then, and it just came to me. I thought I need to do something momentous. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You would things, we, things come at us and we try to find a meaning. We try to find a way to work through it. We try to find a way to give back. Especially when you get to come through the other end. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the very first thing that a lot of cancer survivors think is, okay, phew, what can I do for my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. behind me? What can I do for my fellow humankind? And so it's, it's in addition to being a personal um, aspiration and the ability to conquer mm. physically through treatment and then physically um, in gratitude for this body right. that got mm-hmm. me through, right? I am mm-hmm. so immensely grateful. I don't, I don't lament about my size, my shape, what it looks like anymore, how I'm aging. Right. I, that is all secondary. Yeah. Yes. This body brought me through and, and, and helped me regain my health yeah. and contain my spirit to move on. So, yeah, so I think that's what it was. Something momentous and then something to give back. And so I read up and I was doing, where can I devote my time? Where can I make the most impact and challenge myself at the same time? Right. Yes. I am not sporty girl. No. Right? I was... Well, you whiskey and smoke pit girl from high school (laughs) days. I'm not the, you know, not the athletic gymnast kind of person. So this is a huge thing for me personally. And so Karen, I met with her and she was just so gracious and so encouraging. And she's like, do it. You can. She literally said, you can do it. And those words, I was like, okay, done. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Karen Pichet said, you can do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, damn it, I can. Yeah. Now, you're not new to bike riding, though. You were a casual bike rider. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 So, yes, indeed. So it's not like I have to learn. I, I, I don't need training wheels no, or anything. Oh, However, yeah, so that's a good part. I guess that's a good place to start. But um, this is, you know, more of it. This is definitely to another level. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, let's talk about the whole training process because yeah. that'll be... Uh, that'll be the next few months where you really get out there, right? Absolutely. Right after the home show is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the, the grass is visible. We can mm-hmm. get out yeah. there. Um, there will be, and I think after the freewheeling gala that yes. is coming up at the, uh, May 27th, uh, that is a major fundraiser to support all of the riders, um, in their fundraising goals to get down there to the lower mainland and, and, uh, complete that race. Um, the ride. 
ride. Doesn't, My apologies. Uh, d- yes. Yeah, don't don't it, listen to Ron yeah, Gallo if he tells you it's a race. Yeah. To Ron, yeah. it might be a race. Ron never, Gallo's amazing. Never think of it as a race. No. He's he's he. Yeah. yeah. Don't I, try to keep up. I, with I it. hope to be Ron Gallo when I grow up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. That would yeah. be yeah. Well, Shout you out should, to the people you should like really Ron raise Gallo. your expectations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's just a shot. Oh my god. That's just a shot across the bow. Right. So, but we will start our group. Yes. Group rides. And then there is training at the Y. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen, every Monday and Wednesday, right. the group is able yep. to go and um, do a do a good bike it's workout. It's kind of a cycle class type yes. thing, right? Yeah. Yes, correct. And so for me, it's going to be, yeah, strength training, core strength training mm-hmm. for certain. Right. So that is my I'm going to pivot to that. That is going to be a highlight in my my life. And my family doesn't know it yet. But in theirs also. Oh, OK. Yeah. Good. Yes. Hopefully they aren't listening. I, you know what? In, indeed. Uh, my husband is very supportive. Yes. Kevin's an amazing person. Um, we've been around since I was 15 together. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a that's a few years. That's but a while. I, I would I would love to see if I could get him on board by example. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. If he's able to, for this year even, just have him possibly join as a crew member. You know what? You're very right. Yeah, because they always need people to help on the crew as well. Indeed. Indeed. So. Yes. Yeah. There is a whole crew and a whole framework that needs to take place to around the the participants, the cyclists. Support people. The support staff. Absolutely. Nobody does anything great alone. No. It takes a team. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to. There's a lot of cyclists oh, yeah. out there. Yes. It's 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 huge. Well, how how big is the team now for, do you know? Oh, my gosh. It's dozens and dozens. Yes. I don't she, have an exact it, number. My apologies, Karen, but it's massive. Karen always keeps changing the number. I usually interview her two or three times before the ride. And yeah, every time, going, the, yeah. the number has changed a little bit. Yes. Usually going up. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, no. And it, it's not too late. Oh, it's no. absolutely not too late. I've got Karen's cell number here. We can totally <laughs> throw that out there before I leave. Anybody that is interested and wants to talk to Karen about about joining yeah. the Willing Warriors of the North, or uh, definitely before I go to ask how they can get involved and yes. help us with our fundraising goals for sure. Now, mm-hmm. fundraising. One of the big things you mentioned was the free Wheeling Gala coming yes. up. Now, a big part of that is. I think it's a silent auction, correct? Absolutely. Silent yeah. auction items. Um, from what I understand, uh, the, the average is 200 items <sighs> at least. Wow. So uh, the, the folks that I will be riding with, part of members of my team, mm-hmm. that makes me really happy to say that. Yeah. Members of my team um, are already busy gathering and putting things together. No item is too big or too small. No. They have, uh, they'll take certain items and bundle them together for little theme items. And uh, yes, yeah, so please, please, if there's, I know folks get uh, weary. There's a lot of asks. There's a lot of need mm-hmm. out there. Um, however, or at the same time and not but mm-hmm. uh, freewheeling <laughs> for the gala. Any of those donations are graciously and yes. most heartfeltedly uh, accepted. And now you have another fundraiser actually happening this weekend, coincidentally enough, at the home show. I totally, we do. We absolutely do. So the home show back after three years, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Exhibition Park in the Kin Centers. There are gardening workshops, luncheons and charcuterie, um, <laughs> tea events and children's crafts. Uh, ask the expert panel. Bring your colored 
you know, your swatches and your your chip colors and, mm-hmm. and your dreams and your hopes and your Pinterest pictures and, mm-hmm. and come to the home show and we'll try to bring those things to reality. And on Sunday, mm-hmm. the final day of the show, we invite everybody in the community. It's a free pancake breakfast. It'll be hosted mm-hmm. by the board of directors of the Canadian uh, Home Builders. And uh, all we're asking is please donate to the William Warriors of the North. So all donations are graciously and gratefully accepted mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for a gorgeous pancake breakfast yes. and then go take in the final day of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll get, we're going to be there too. Yes. Broadcasting live for... Par- I, we I love be, having I you guys there. I will be there Friday. I'll Alan be there will Saturday. be there Saturday. And Stephen Smith will be there on live s- on Sunday. Yes. Oh, nice. Plus, yes. plus we'll have the uh, booth up for uh, other uh, volunteers uh, with the station to yep. hang out and chat with, uh, with and, the listeners. And know the passersby. Yes. I got, I got permission. I got permission from the guy who's setting it up for us. Because he said you have to come out and chat with people. I said, well, if I can annoy them, I'll come out for a couple of hours. He well, said, you know oh, what? Right. We should all live up to our best qualities. Yes. Reg will tell you. <laughs> annoying people is one of my best qualities. No, I think you're too hard on yourself. I think it okay. would be, we look forward to hosting you at the Alan's, show. Absolutely. Alan's still looking for his best qualities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been turning over rocks for years. Yes. So now, what is Terry? I've got to ask at this point. Then, of course, because you were saying this is your first ride. Yes, Warriors. What is the longest bike ride you have ever done? Oh man, I think I was like nine. That was a oh, long time ago. Nine. It was a long. That was the longest ride, and that would have been um, downtown to the heart. That's oh yeah, pretty that's, much that's, it. that's quite a. Way. That's a long. At nine ride, years but, old, that's yeah. a but long. But I was ride. just a kid. Yes. Yeah. That was a long time okay. ago. So so yeah, yes. this is going to be a little bit longer. This is going to be significantly longer. But and um, yeah, but I think uh, I think my body's going to rebel mm-hmm. for a while. I yeah. I I'm, I don't have any like delusions of grandeur. I know it's going to be tough, but that is um, anything worth doing is not easy. No. I did from Tabor Lake to Prince George and back a okay, few that's times pretty cool. in yeah. my younger years. But, mm. yeah, that didn't last very long. No. <laughs> it oh, was man. It was my biking to work thing. And, yeah, that did not <sighs> no. uh, take yeah, too long didn't, before didn't I gave out. up. No. Yes. Well, going home was the big tough part, right? Yes. Like yes. going to the heart. You got that huge hill it's that just uphill. is endless. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I gotta admit, I only rode down. I gotta ride home. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Way, way easier. Okay. 100%. Anybody can go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If you got brakes that work, make sure your brakes work. Going up, going up airport hill, I would all, I would be stopping to watch to see if I knew anyone that was coming by. (laughs) (laughs) Who maybe had room for a bike. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I I look forward to when the team gets out and does, you know, the out on the road kind of thing. Yeah. It'll be Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, so I can't even conceive what the actual um, oh. what it'll actually look like. I've looked at maps, of course, and and the and the uh, itinerary and the suggestions and the things that you need to bring with you. Mm-hmm. And they they are skookum. They've got this oh. whole thing organized yes. yeah. really well. Figured it you can all take out. A, a bus down and back. My friend Bruce Siddle. Yep. Shout mm. out to Bruce. Siddle. Yes. He's a good good buddy of mine for yep. a long time, and he's been doing this. Yep forever and yeah. i've been really happy to support his goals mm-hmm. and participation i think he's participating this year 
I can't huh? recall now. I'll have to we'll follow have to, up we'll on have to that. Check well, you'll, yeah. find, you'll find out I'll when you go. I'll find out when I pass yes. them on the highway. Or, or when no, you go to the... No, that's not going to happen. I'm going to be at the end. You know when they have the pilot cars with the flashing yeah. lights at the end? <laughs> That'll be I'll you. be right in front of the bumper. There you go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I could just put <laughs> my feet up and they just kind of give me a little push. Let it just push along. <laughs> push along, yeah. right? So, um, yeah. You'll, so, it'll be interesting. You'll find out when you go to the Y for the morning cycle whether yes. Bruce is... I imagine yes. he'll be involved again. Yes, yes, yeah. I think so. I, from from what I can see in, in the meeting when we all introduced ourselves, there were several first timers like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were several that have been doing this for years. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So I thought, okay, right? If they can, if they can do it, and they keep coming back, oh. it must be pretty cool. Yeah. Folks, yeah. share with me that is, it's a really transformational experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is something really. Yeah, above and beyond that you just don't get every day. So, well, the exercise you get from biking as well can be yes. very addictive. Yes, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. That adrenaline flow that you. Yeah, yeah. That's indeed. why people yeah. tend to stick with it, right? Yeah. Same yeah. with runners. You know, yep. you get that runners high and yes, run, right, yep. yes. So some some folks do it um, for what I understand is for surely the the exercise to push mm-hmm. push it to the limits to participate for the physical activity and the challenge that it presents and then others are a combination of that with in memory of somebody in yep. support yep. of somebody or to celebrate their own experiences yes so it's a real combination yep. um, there's not too many people that will get out of this um, life without being affected or having mm-hmm. someone they love affected with some type of cancer yep Okay. Right, just uh, gratefully that they've made such headways, they've made such great inroads yeah. that it's no longer the devastating news in many cases now, that it does, used to be. Uh, do the Wheeling Warriors have a booth this weekend or no? No, they no. don't. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. they don't. But uh, many of them the, will be there at right. the pancake breakfast. Pancake breakfast. And, and yes. that is Sunday from when to when? Oh, Sunday morning. This Sunday, April 23rd yep. from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. 8 to 10. And then the show opens at 10. Right, right. So come grab a breakfast, make a little wee donation, mm-hmm. and, and uh, meet the team captain. I think Karen is going to be there. And two uh, or? It is. It's actually outside. Oh, they're, they're yeah, outside. Red. so okay, it perfect. starts outside. Yeah. Yeah. It starts outside the big. We've got the big Integris barbecue. Shout out to Integris oh, Credit right, Union. Yes. They've got that Skookum unit, and uh, so we'll have that all fired up on on uh, six cylinders there. Yeah. And folks can just grab their plate, grab their pancakes, their sausages, and then inside they can sit. There'll sit be round to, tables uh, right. and all the amenities right. and okay. the accompaniments. So everyone for your can pancake show up breakfast. Sunday morning. Sunday yeah. morning, Look we invite the, you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. All the Wheeling Warriors will be there. Plenty of them to ask uh, or talk to and yeah. Yeah, 100%. get more information. Perfect. Yeah. No, okay. sounds great. Thank Terry, you so much Terry, for this opportunity. Thank you no for coming thank by. You. Yeah. Always uh, excellent to chat with you. And we'll take a quick break and come back with other sports things in a moment here on Post to Post. Hey world, this is Michael Franti. This is Kanan. Fuho in the dark. Gogo Bordello. Hi, I'm Natasha Atlas. Greetings, this is Daniel Stevens. Justin Adams. This is Steve Riley of the Mamu Playboys. Talvin Singh, you're listening to Free Range Radio. Steve Berlin, Cesar Rosas. We're from Los Lobos and you've discovered music with no borders and no boundaries. This is Cal Coat. The best artists in the world come home to Worldly Canada Radio. Join me each week for a ride on the global side. World Beat Canada Radio, Monday nights at eight here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The Prince George Potter's Guild is hosting surface decorating with slips and underglazes with Karen Heathman. 
In this three-hour class, you will learn how to decorate with slips, transferring patterns, slip trailing, painting, carving, and building layers. Cost is $65 with registration available on the Potter's Guild webpage under Programs at Studio2880.com. Surface decorating with slips and underglazes, June 18th from 1 to 4 at the Prince George Potter's Guild. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. A 30% chance of showers this afternoon, a high of 10. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Wind up to 15K, a low of minus 6. On Thursday, clearing in the morning, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon with wind from the southeast at 20, gusting to 40, and a high of 11. Okay, and we're so back. that's... Yes. That's the name of that tune. Yes, I'm sure. I have a feeling we'll probably be talking with members of the Wheeland Warriors a few oh, more sure. times before yeah. they hit the road well, at the end of August. August, right? Yes. Yeah, so plenty of oh, yeah. plenty of time to chat with uh, with Ron or Mike Karen, or Karen, Karen or, or whoever else needs yeah. to, or wants to come in. And I'm not sure I've ever chatted with Bruce Siddle. No, I, no. I don't think we've ever had Bruce on the air. No, uh, so. He's an old... Uh, well, television guy. He oh, started out. It then. He started out in radio as oh, uh, okay. behind the scenes, though. Yes. Uh, not a lot of on-air stuff for Bruce, and no. I, I don't know if that's um, good, a bad, choice, or different, yes, or if it just isn't something that ever came around. No, I'll have to I have to ask him next time I see him. Okay, all right. So, um, one thing I want to mention. A couple things I want to mention fairly quickly Mm -hmm. on sports, other than hockey, because that's what we're going to be spending a fair bit of time, I think, talking about. We do have an interview coming up at 1.30. Uh, Natasha Kozlowski, golfer, college height secondary graduate, Mm -hmm. now golfing down at Simon Fraser. Their team name is now the Red Leafs, apparently. Oh. For the second straight year, she was named to the Great Northwest Athletic Conference All-Academic Team. 3.29 Grade point average out of a four. Right. Majoring in criminology. Hmm. And their championships start Monday in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And going in, SFU is second in the conference. So good chance that she'll be picking up a medal. And I'm hoping with the uh, connections we got in the golf world Mm -hmm. that if she is coming back to Prince this uh, summer, we may be able to get her on the show at some point. Yeah. To chat because she's... No, that'd be great. Yeah. We don't uh, no don't often get people in from that sport. Not as guests. No, we got one who every once in a while shows up shows as a up co-host. And, yeah, and UNBC Women's Soccer announced a signing. I think just today, actually. Okay, Maxine Miller out of South Surrey. She is a forward. She's not going to be playing for them this year, though. Oh, she had a knee injury, so she's going to redshirt uh, this season. Okay. But she yep. will be coming through the training camp and everything. Mm-hmm. So she'll be coming to UNBC, attending classes and everything, but she just is going to take this season off from soccer to get her knee back up to full strength. Right. And uh, I, the press, the media release they sent out, she's 18, just graduated this year, mm-hmm. and she's been playing soccer since she was three. Ah. So she's got a fair bit of experience. Yeah. And I guess uh, she and the uh, coaches have been together a couple of times. She came up here. She might have even been one of the ones, remember, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I did the interviews with the two soccer coaches out there. And they were mentioning that they actually had some recruits coming through that day. 
And I'm, I don't know for sure, but I'm just wondering if Maxine might have been one of them. I don't even know for sure where the recruits were from. But Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Spruce Kings have a new player as well. Okay. Yeah. Skogan Schrott from Lithia, Florida, which apparently is a suburb of Tampa. All right. Which is why you've never heard of it. I saw mm-hmm. the look you were getting me. Yeah. Uh, he'll only be here for one year, though. He's already committed to Michigan Tech University. Oh, yeah. So... So the rebuilding begins. Yes. He's 17, five foot nine, and 154 pounds. So I'm thinking the first thing they're going to be doing is uh, feeding this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he played on the U18 Florida Alliance AAA team last season and led them with 16 goals and 31 points. So, yeah. So Spruce Kings already announcing some signings and the I believe the end of this month, I believe, is when they usually have their identification camp, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I seem to recall a few years ago when they made the big run in the playoffs. Well, you, when you were uh, yeah. talking with... Uh, Ethan. Ethan, was it last week? Two, last week or two weeks ago? Was I can't the, remember. Whatever. But he mentioned last it was coming week. up. Yeah. yeah, two weeks ago. He, yeah, he mentioned it was this month. So. Yeah. Because I remember a, month. a couple of years ago when they made the big run all the way to, like, the national championships, um, they were playing, I believe it was Wenatchee in the playoffs, and one of the assistant coaches either had to leave Wenatchee and come back up here to run the identification camp, or he was running the identification camp and then joining the team in Wenatchee. Hmm. So it was one of those things where it's right in, right in the middle of the uh, BCHL playoffs. So right. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you got anything else there? Or well, you quick, want? quick note on the Cougars as well. We'll get to more about them later, but uh, okay. just quick note. Uh, Tyler Brennan signed a three-year entry-level contract with New Jersey this week. Ah. They drafted in the fourth round last year. Uh, there's now four Cougars who have signed entry-level contracts. Ethan Sampson with Philadelphia, Jackson Weeb with Anaheim, Chase Wheatcroft with Dallas. And if you've been sort of following the Cougars and kind of saying, gee, I haven't heard Tyler Brennan's name very much, he played in the first three games of the first round and then suffered a lower body injury. Oh. And hasn't been back, so. Well, that uh, that doesn't bode well for them at all. No. No. <laughs> no. And we'll get into, uh, in a few minutes, we will probably get into, yeah. So what, what have you got that's... Well, I I, I uh, was going to call you on the carpet for last week. I don't think uh, we did anything as far as Jared Young goes. No, and I thought that was I, something we could. I did pull up his stats though. Did you today? Yes. Oh, okay, because I, I brought him up as well. Okay. But. Yeah, hitting two eighty six with the Iowa Cubs, the Triple A team for yes. the uh, Chicago Cubs. One double and one home run. And this season already, he's played first base, third base, left field, right field, and been a DH. Hmm. So they are using him as a utility man, which is probably his best role to some extent. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing that can keep you up in the majors. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, good to see that you have some of the defensive uh, stats. All I got here on the minorleaguebaseball.com website is his actual uh, batting stats. So that... Uh, as all tells part of the story, uh, but we'll get back to more specifics on Jared Young a little bit later, because uh, standing by you have 
We'll go to a break first. When we come right. back, I'll be well, chatting with someone from Rated PG. Yes. And they're not Roller Girls anymore. Oh. The Prince George Artists Co-op has everything you need in the way of art and art classes. Local artworks in a variety of mediums are available, as well as greeting cards and gift certificates. The co-op also offers classes in mediums such as watercolor, pencils, pen and ink, oils, acrylics, drawing, alcohol inks, and mixed media. The Prince George Artist Co-op is open from 11 to 2, Monday through Saturday, at 3955 Hart Highway, the former Hart Highway Elementary School. The Hart Pioneer Center is open for lunch, dine-in, or takeout. Takeout orders must be ordered 24 hours in advance, while those wishing to dine in are also asked to call a day ahead. Call the center to RSVP or order at 250-962-6712 before 9 and 1. Cost is just $10 and includes soup or salad. The monthly menu schedule is available through the center. The Heart Pioneer Center, open for lunch Monday through Friday, closed on holidays. A group who I like to talk to every once in a while, and I usually end up chatting with somebody different, is Rated PG. And I'll just say at this point, this is the roller derby team in town, because I'm chatting today with Judy Boom, is her derby name. And Judy, you guys have got a new name. Um, yeah, we do have a new name. We're now known as the Rated, P, uh, Rated PG Thrashers. Okay, now... Is there any specific reason why you changed the name? Because I remember when I first started, it was just the Rated PG Roller Girls. Then, of course, you got some guys playing, so it became Rated PG Roller Derby. Why the name change? So, um, so our main league, so we're under an umbrella of the Rated PG Roller Derby Society, mm-hmm. and that's where we're sort of registered as a, as a non-profit society. And then under that umbrella, we have had in the past a number of different teams. So we had the North Stars, and we had the Roller Girls, and we had uh, the Woodpeckers, which was the mixed <laughs> league, and, and then we had the uh, Spruce City Roller Brats. Yes. So, um, we still wanted our wanted to honor our roots sort of after uh, COVID happened and we got sort of some new skaters and old skaters left. And we really started thinking da- uh, about whether or not the term roller girls and our logo was as inclusive to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as well, the Women's Flat Track Derby Association came out with some recommendations Um uh, about moving away from the stereotypical image of um, a hot girl on skates. Right. Yeah. Okay. So was there was it sort of a meeting of the team and everybody threw a name in the hat, or how did this come about? Absolutely, yeah. So we do have a board, um, but yeah, at our last AGM, um, we decided as a league that we wanted our new identity and our brand to represent us as a team, not just a particular type of person, body shape, or ethnicity. So over 2002 and sort of early into this year, um, you know, we had polls and we and we talked about the what are the parts about sort of our old logo and our old brand that we still wanted to keep and sort of honor um, what the, the roller girls were able mm-hmm. to do um, in Prince George when they sort of started up in um, 2007 because um, at the time. Uh, our old logo was perfect. It was a tough-looking lo- derby mm-hmm. girl, and she was holding an axe a- on skates. And but the body type was very traditional, and 
um, and it was quite common, actually. Um, and at our bouts, one of the skaters, uh, Sister Fibrosis, used to skate around in her introductory lap with a running, smoking, loud chainsaw. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And that, so yeah. we wanted to sort of, like, remain true to that theme. So, um, yeah, our new logo incorporates the original uh, sort of, ideas and, and themes that we still felt represented us as, as a team. And so it includes things about the force industry, looking pretty badass, and, and punk. Um, mm. That, you know, doing that with some few differences. So then are all of the various teams that you listed earlier, are they all going to be known now as thrashers? Um, so our main league, our main mm. team is going to be named Thrashers. Right. Post-COVID, like with a lot of volunteer-run organizations, we're in the process of mm. rebuilding. Um, so we don't have enough skaters at this time to have all of uh, the teams. But oh, yeah. yes, as a league, we are we are changing mm. away from the main or the old logo. Yeah. Now, how long have you been in? the rated PG organization yourself? Oh, I've only been in, I've only been skating for about a year and a half. Wow. Now, when you say you've only been skating, do you mean literally you've only been skating for a year and a half, or did you skate before you joined rated PG? Well, I did skate maybe on rollerblades once when I was 12, (laughs) and then I did skate... Uh, a couple of times at like kids' birthday parties mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school, but let's just say I was not a very um, uh, proficient skater. <laughs> so what what got you back into it then? So I've been uh, friend, a couple of friends of mine uh, that I've known um, sort of throughout the years have been involved in it, and it, I I really liked it um, the idea of it, but I was really nervous to sort of get in contact with them. Mm-hmm. But so it took me maybe about a year to think about um, and wait for the opportunity to have one of their try at nights. Um, and so I went once, yeah. and I was completely hooked. Um, everyone in the league and on the team are just lovely people and not scary at all. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, and it's really about uh, the love of the game. So if, in listener land, if you are also possibly interested in roller derby, we're actually having a try at night on May 1st ah. at, the PG, at the PG Golf and Curling Club. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now, has this again, this, this is where it got confusing, especially more so with COVID. Where in the flat track season are you guys right now? Like, has the season started? Yeah, the season has started. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're playing our first, um, official game um, and our away game on May 6th. Um, so we're going to be in Terrace playing against the North Coast Nightmares. So that should be a lot of fun. And, and that's a team that I think people will recognize that name because they've been around for a while. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, often when we have to pick up players for other games, um, mm. we share a lot of players sometimes with North Coast Nightmares. Um, and uh, we have a, quite a good relationship with the team. So it should be a really great game. You have a good relationship with the team until you hit the track. Oh, on the track is something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the track, it's take no prisoners. Yeah. Now, have you got any home bouts set up at this point? Yeah, so our first home bout is uh, uh, scheduled for May 13th. Um, mm-hmm. 
It is the final details are still going to be um, are still kind of working mm-hmm. out. So we would ask anybody that's interested to please like our Facebook post where most of our updates are, or our Facebook page, which is rated PG Roller Derby. Okay, so that so that name hasn't changed yet, then. No. no, no, it's still, we're all still going to be rated PG. We're yeah. just going to be rated PG thrashers when we're playing the game. Okay. Yeah. Now, what what is the practice schedule in case somebody wants to come out and either take part in the practice right off the bat or even just sit in on a practice and see what it's like? Yeah, so um, as of May 1st, um, we are going to be at uh, the PG Golf and Curling Club, actually. And so we're going to be, if people are interested, all they can reach out to us on social media, or you can just um, come if you want to uh, try it out. So we're going to be practicing on Mondays and Wednesdays throughout um, May and June uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Okay. And now how long does the schedule run these days for the league and everything? Well, we try and play derby as often as we can. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it really depends on venue availability and how often we can play. Um, and during the summer, we're fortunate enough that we get to play and use the track at the lacrosse box in Prince mm-hmm. George. Yeah. yeah, so we like to go um, and we'll have regular practices or we'll just have skate-around time at the lacrosse box. And, and I don't know if those dates and times are finalized, but the last time I heard, I think we're going to be at the lacrosse box on Thursday. Um, uh but again, pending um, <laughs> last-minute changes to the schedule. Yeah. Now, are are there any tournaments set up for this year? Because, like, I know a lot of times in the past, you guys have hosted like sometimes four or five teams on a single weekend. Yeah, I went to one of those before I played. That was mm-hmm. really exciting. So, um, yeah, we used to, we um, had Northern exposure, and so we would host a tournament. So this time around, so roller derby as. A sport is kind of just getting back into the swing of things after all of the COVID restrictions have come. So it, we weren't in a place uh, that we would be able to, and no team was really mm-hmm. in a place, unless you're in Vancouver, yeah. um, to host something due to our geographical location. Um, so I think having a tournament is definitely going to be on the books for next season. Okay. Judy Boom with the Rated PG Thrashers. Thank you very much for bringing us up to date on what's happening. Well, thank you so much for having me. And if anyone has any questions, please reach reach out to us on Facebook. We promise we're uh, very, very nice. I know. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more on Post to Post. On April 28th, the Nechako branch of the Prince George Public Library will be transformed into the Mushroom Kingdom, sort of. It's a non-instructional day for students, and children ages 5 to 12 are invited to drop by between 2.30 and 5 for some Mario and Luigi adventures. This free drop-in event will see you catching up with your favorite plumber brothers and possibly encountering Goombas, Koopa Troopas, and even Bowser. Mario and Luigi fun, April 28th from 2.30 to 5 at the Nechako branch of the Prince George Public Library. It's National Volunteer Week with this year's theme, Volunteering Weaves Us Together. Mayor Simon Yu has proclaimed it National Volunteer Week, and the flag for Volunteer Prince George has been raised at City Hall. Mr. PG is also proudly waving a Volunteer Prince George flag until next Monday. To check out volunteer opportunities in our area, stop by the Volunteer Prince George table at the Community Market in the Q3 building on Saturday from 830 to 2. National Volunteer Week. 
on through Sunday across Canada. Forecast from Environment Canada for today mainly cloudy, a 30% chance of showers this afternoon, a high of 10. Tonight mainly cloudy, wind up to 15K, a low of minus 6. On Thursday clearing in the morning, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon with wind from the southeast at 20, gusting to 40, and a high of 11. Okay, so that's a kind of a funky little intro. That's that's a Canadian group called Flood, which I think a lot of people uh, don't realize just how prolific they were. I guess you'd say in the early seventies, they put out a lot of lot of singles and not a huge success with any of them. No, but but all pretty solid and and pretty decent tunes. We play a decent amount of their stuff on the air, so yeah. Yeah, A wide variety of uh, sounds, too. Now, before we started talking roller derby, we were talking hardball. We were talking about uh, Jared Young's season, and and you'd gone through some of the stats. Yeah. Uh, Maybe reiterate what we had covered there. Okay, uh, with Iowa Cubs, of course, the AAA team, uh, hitting two eighty six, right? one double and one home run, and already this year, he's played first base, third base, left field, right field, and had at least one game as a DH. Right. Did you did you get the defensive stats for him? I did not get all the defensive numbers for him. I, I was more interested because when you go to the Iowa Cubs roster, you go down and they come up with so-and-so, center right. field, so-and-so, second base, right. Jared Young, X. Well, saying, yeah, okay. okay that means but, he's played a number of and, positions. And I've brought up, uh, this is the stats for Jared Young. Okay. On the uh, minor league uh, baseball.com website. Yes. MILB.com, and, yeah. And, but it, I don't see anywhere where it gives you the option to change it to the uh, fielding. Oh, hold it. There yep. it is. Fielding. Yes. Right next, right next <laughs> to hitting. Right next to batting, it says fielding. Yes. Never mind. So. And then uh, you go down to the 2023 stats, and there's a fair number of them, because as I say. Yeah. I think as a DH, he's doing really well in the fielding stats. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the problem is uh, there's uh, having played uh, as many positions oh. as he has, he has stats for each of those positions. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to download this and print it to yeah. really know because, um, no. yeah. Well, I guess I could uh, pass along the innings he's played at those different positions. Yeah. Um, first off, where are we at here? 23. First base, he's, he's at 17 innings at first. Okay. 18 at third. Right. 15 in left field. Yep. And then, uh, just a couple of, uh, couple of innings in right field. Okay. And it says zero innings at designated hitter. So because I think they're it was counting at, fielding. Well, ex- exactly. Yeah, right. So if yeah. you're fielding as a designated hitter, there's a yeah. problem. But uh, only one game as a ah, designated okay. player. Yeah. So no, yeah, yeah, getting so. plenty of plenty of working yes. time there, which is good to see. Yeah. Should maybe talk about uh, the uh, team mm. and how they're doing, because that's quite often reflected in in uh, the players and how they're doing. Right? It's yes. Kind of a. And let's see. Iowa is in. Fourth place. Okay. In their division. I think, uh, I think that league is in two divisions. Well, it, it says international league. So oh, this okay. is uh, this is the full league standings, okay, yeah. not the division standings. No, okay. 
eight wins, four losses. Okay, so decent record so far. 12, yep. 12 games played, yeah, so. Yeah, divisionally, they are in second. Let's see and bring it up here. Mm-hmm. My computer's a little on the slow side mm-hmm. for that sort of stuff. Uh, no, actually third. So uh, three of the top wow. four so they're in the top, they're are the top from, division. The, yeah. from the uh, West Division of yes. the International League. It seems kind of strange to talk about Iowa as being in a West Division, though, doesn't it? Not really. Eh. I guess it's an international association, so I think they are basically... I don't, I, I don't know with minor league ball anymore. I know they've got two major, if you will, minor leagues, like two AAA leagues, and each team is in one or the other. The International Association, and I want to say the American Association, I think is the other one. Right. So, uh, yeah, but uh, no, so that's good. So eight and four, and it'll be interesting to keep an eye on things as they go along as well, because with Jared getting the work he has at different positions, they may, the Cubs, the Chicago Cubs, may be looking at as being, as being a utility man they can bring up part ways through the season if they run into a couple of injuries, bring up one player who can fill in at two or three different spots as need be. Yeah, I think most uh, Prince George baseball fans are oh. watching the Cubs games, hoping for yes. an injury here or there. Yeah, <laughs> especially on on the corners and the outfield, yeah. right? Uh, Let's have the first baseman and the third baseman run into each other. That's going to be yeah, tough. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Iowa in the West. Yes. You gotta gotta when you look at the map of the United States, mm-hmm. you've got Minnesota right underneath. That's Iowa underneath mm-hmm. that Missouri underneath that Arkansas, and they're all. Just to the east yeah. of the Mississippi. Yeah. So when you have those leagues where you've yeah. got maybe not enough in the West, you, those are the those are the yes. um, states where you look for teams that you can move over into the Western Division. Like for the first few years when Major League Baseball went to two divisions, Atlanta was in the West, the National League West. Yeah, and it made sense geographically because there were six teams east of them. And it was two sixteen divisions, so yeah. Atlanta was the furthest west of the eastern teams. But it just felt very yeah, strange it, it talking about yeah. Georgia as being a western team. Yeah, well, when when you're and that's just the way uh, the way the population is distributed yes. in the United States, where you've got so much population in the uh, northeast. Oh, yes, that once you get outside of that, depending on where your uh, franchises are. A lot of times you have to have guys uh, from Tennessee or oh. or Kentucky that are in Western divisions. The, or The real fun ones, of course, are, and I've gone through this before sometimes on the show, minor league hockey. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you'll get a, le- a minor league a minor league that's basically coast-to-coast in the U.S., and they've got a couple of different divisions, and some of them it's kind of like, okay... I don't know if that makes sense, but we'll go with it. <laughs> right. Well, in, in the NHL, even, there's uh, a kind of an anomaly when it comes to the uh, the divisional breakdown of the teams. <clears throat> because uh, part of it is because of, uh, well, Pittsburgh, which is on the western border yeah, of, of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Yeah. and Philadelphia, which is on the eastern border, Really, geographically, they should be in a different division, but you don't no, split them up no. because of the 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 rivalry, the interstate yeah. oh, rivalry, yeah. right? No, you got to so keep them together. That is why you have teams like Florida and Tampa yep. in divisions that really it's quite disparate in their their location to 
uh, compared yeah. to the rest that are in the division. Yes. Okay, I think we will go to another break. When we come back, we're going to be talking some hockey on Post to Post. Lunch is on Monday through Thursday at the Spruce Capital Senior Center. Each day features a different soup and sandwich or the occasional pasta or stew dish. Stop by the center to pick up this month's menu schedule, then plan your next lunch date with friends. Note that the center is closed on statutory holidays, including Easter Monday. The Spruce Capital Senior Center, open four days a week, Monday through Thursday, for lunch on Rainbow Drive, across from Rainbow Park at Liard Drive. Your Prince George Chamber of Commerce is holding their annual general meeting on April 25th. All members in good standing are invited to attend for free to vote for the representative you wish to have address business matters in the coming year. More information and AGM package details are available through the calendar page under events at pgchamber.vc.ca. The 2023 Prince George Chamber of Commerce AGM, Tuesday, April 25th from 5 to 7 at Amanika Arts Centre. We're back, and uh, yeah, time to talk some hockey. Okay, so just to reiterate what I was talking about division-wise, yes. uh, in the NHL, the uh, Atlantic Division, which it makes sense to have Florida and Tampa as a part mm-hmm. of, is kind of a misnomer because you have teams like Detroit in there, yes, and Buffalo, uh, even Toronto. Yeah. where they're quite a ways from the Atlantic, but with that con- con- conflagration of of northeastern U.S. teams in the Metropolitan yes. Division, you then have your Florida and Tampa and your Detroit and Montreal and all these guys that are really quite a ways apart yeah. uh, in the, that same division. Yes. So keeping all those uh, regional uh, rivalries intact for the metropolitan metropolitan division. So that's yes. basically what that is. Hockey these days, though, uh, for this show is all about the Cougars right now. Cougars at the end of their season, maybe. Well, probably <laughs> it is whether it yes. ends tonight well, yes. or not is yes is the debate. Well, and and you talked about Tyler Brennan being hurt. Yes, and I, I think that's a, a good indicator of the way the scoring has gone in this second round series yeah. with uh, Seattle and Prince George Seattle winning the first game 4 to 1 second game 5 to 1 and then last night 8 to 1 in CN Center at yes. CN Center exactly uh game 4 tonight last ditch effort for the Cougars yep. not to get swept in this second round but as we've talked about on this show before Seattle a very oh. very strong team in junior hockey period yeah, not right, just in the WHL. Right now, they are seven and zero in the postseason. They swept their first round. Yeah, and admittedly, some of this is because of the games they've had against the Cougars. Through seven games, they're plus twenty four in the goals against and goals for and against. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the Cougars again, I guess you could say, okay, consistent one goal a game. Kane Zimmer in game one, Andre Becker in game two, and Chase Wheatcroft in game three. Right. And again, their leading scorers are Zach Funk, Caden Brown, Cole Dubinsky, and Kane Zimmer, and they've each got seven points in the playoffs so far. Yeah. Last night, uh, who is it? Brad Lambert of Seattle had six points in the game last night for Seattle. Yeah. And five assists. Yeah. So, that, uh, one sort of piece of good news for the Cougars that came out a couple of days ago is um, Central Scouting released their final rankings. 
No points for guessing who was number one overall, by the way, Reg. But uh, three Cougars made the final ranking list for North American skaters. Okay. Uh, Riley Height was number 21. Right. Kane Zimmer, number 25. Yeah. Uh, Hudson Thornton, number 206. It goes down quite a ways. Another note, though, and somebody who was here last night and is here again tonight, Nico Miatovich. Right. From C- he's playing with Seattle. Yeah, he's from Prince, Prince George. George. Yeah, product. He is uh, ranked number 26 by Central wow, Scouting at the end of the season. Good. So, yeah. So he's right up there with uh, Riley Height and Kane Zimmer. Now, I don't know much about Nico's game, but is he kind of a two-way player? I'm not sure about because, his game either. Because uh, I noted uh, his first game or first goal of the playoffs wasn't until Saturday's game, Oof, I think. Okay. Or maybe it was Friday, but he, he hadn't scored at all up no. until the second round. Well, so usually if you're... Uh, more of an offensive player, you're, you're yes. on the board. Or perhaps he's the setup guy, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Brad Lambert mm-hmm. uh, only had two points in their first round series against Kelowna in their four games. He's had 13 in the three games against Prince George, including his six last night. Right. So he's really turned it on as well. Yeah. But um, what else did I have in here? Um Oh, other playoff series in the dub. Mm-hmm. Red Deer could wrap up their series against Saskatoon tonight. They are up three games to none. Uh, Moose Jaw, bit of a surprise here. Moose Jaw up 2-1 over Winnipeg, who, of course, were the number one seed back east. Wow. Yes. The other Western Conference, the other Western Division uh, matchup, Kamloops up by two games to none over Portland. They play game three tonight, and... Uh, Kamloops, Kamloops in Seattle looking like this is a collision course in the Western Final. Yeah. Kamloops is 6-0, and so both teams have yet to lose in the playoffs. Yeah, but I, I think what, uh, and, and this actually is very um, indicative, I think, of the Seattle Thunderbirds, oh. is a lot of people talk about how their division yes. is so much stronger than so many other divisions that even yeah. though uh, Winnipeg finished first overall in the WHL, Seattle is probably the stronger oh, team. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And same thing when it comes to the Blazers. Uh, they'll be going head-to-head, and Kamloops may be rolling through the playoffs at this point. But part of that, uh, part of their uh, numbers being so good is the, the competition that they've been facing yeah. generally isn't as good as the uh, competition Seattle has been facing through the regular season. On yes. a regular basis, right? Yeah. From and, that division. And the other thing, of course, is if Seattle and Kamloops do meet in the Western Conference Final, um, Seattle still knows they have to win two series to get to the Memorial Cup. Kamloops doesn't because they're hosting. Yeah. No, exactly. So. And that's the that's the thing that uh, gives Kamloops the big advantage there. Is, yes. Is they, you know... They they want to be competitive, yeah. but they don't have to bust a gut. No, to get through that round. Yeah. If, if they if even they lose, yeah. if they lose in that round, can, it just gives them some time to rest up. Yeah, the gives injuries them that they extra yeah. days off to get ready yeah. for the for yeah. the Memorial Cup. Scout the other leagues a little bit, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, and that's something I'll maybe I'll try to remember to do that for next week's show. Is uh, have updates on what's happening in the OHL and the QMJHL as well. Well, did you uh, do you remember what the top ten? Oh, uh, from the la- end of the regular season had for not offhand because that'd no. be worth looking up because that I, that'll give you an idea of yeah. which teams were expecting to see. 
Yeah, I want to say there was a team from the Quebec Major on top. Right. Because, again, most of the season, Ontario has maybe... The top Ontario team usually ranks around number five, which is right. unusual. But mm-hmm. uh, we've got a couple of minutes. I Just a quick BCHL update as well. Okay. Spruce Kings, of course, not in it anymore. Um, Penticton, big surprise here, still rolling. They're up three games to none over Wenatchee. Yeah. They could wrap that up tonight. Through their first seven games, they are plus 30. Wow. So they're still doing what they yeah, did in the regular still season. still hammering everyone. Yeah. The other division, the other one out here, uh, Salmon Arm, who were the number four team in the regular season, are up two games to one on Vernon, who were the number six team. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing that sort of made Penticton's job maybe just a little bit easier in, in the interior division was Wenatchee was number seven, Vernon was number six. So you had two upsets yeah. on their side. But on the uh, in the uh, coastal conference, another huge upset in the makings. Chilliwack, the number five seed in the regular season, mm-hmm. up three games to none on Nanaimo, who were wow. number one overall. Hmm. Yes, uh, Surrey up two games to one on Alberni Valley. Surrey number two, Alberni Valley number three. So that should be a good series. Yeah, and everybody in the BCHL is playing tonight in all their game fours, and two of them could be wrapping up. I was mentioning Penticton, 7-0 and in the playoffs so far. Chilliwack, up three games to one on Nanaimo. They're now 7-1 and in the playoffs. Oh, wow. So it's starting to look like Chilliwack, a bit of a role is, for yeah, Chilliwack yeah. came alive at the right time of the year. No doubt. Yes. Well, there are uh, games in the WHL tonight as well. Did yes. you mention those? Um, I think all of the... Yeah, all four of the conference, all four of the divisional playoffs are on tonight as well. Yeah, Kamloops at Portland, Seattle, of course, visiting the Cougars at uh, CN Center, Mm -hmm. uh, Winnipeg at Moose Jaw, and Saskatoon in Red Deer. Saskatoon's trying to stay alive, yes. Yeah, so big games tonight. Yes, uh, Cougars game, 7 o'clock over at CN Center. Mm -hmm. Get out there and give them a hand. Cheer them on. Yeah, that'll do it for uh, today's show, I guess. Yep. We'll figure something out, and we'll be back next week, 1 o'clock, for some more Post to Post. Owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society, you're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 FM.